Buenos dias. I can't believe it's Friday already, but we have one more trip to Peru to take. Do you guys all want to go to Peru, Peru one more time? Yeah. Yay, I'm so excited. Today we get to go and visit one of the seven wonders of the world. It's a place where there's these ancient ruins, or ancient Incan ruins, and the place is called Machu Picchu. Can you all say that? Wow, you guys are good. You should all take Spanish in school. Well, today we're going to go to Machu Picchu. The only way in is by a train. So we're going to take a train ride. So I hope you guys all remembered your train tickets. Let's all get on the train. All aboard. God gives us comfort as well as provides big and exciting things. Today, Nail, Sharit, and their mom are going on a two-hour train ride to Machu Picchu, an incredible ancient city. This is a special day. This is their first time coming here, so they're a little nervous. Even though people come from all over the world to visit Machu Picchu, most kids in Peru have never been here because of the cost of the train ride. It's rainy today, so the kids have to wear ponchos. Machu Picchu was built 600 years ago. All these rocks were moved by hand. It's one of the seven man-made wonders of the world, with 3,000 stone steps stretching over five miles. That's as big as 90 football fields. Even at one of the most impressive historic sites in the world, there's still time to play. Machu Picchu has lots of animals around, like speckled bear, ocelot, Hoodoo, chinchillas, and lots and lots of llamas. Or as locals say, llamas. Aren't llamas cute? They're part of the camel family. They can live up to 30 years and weigh up to 450 pounds. Yay, the rain stopped. This area is called the cloud forest, and you can see why. Mysterious clouds surround this area. The walking trails of Machu Picchu wind for miles and miles. The only traffic jams are from the llamas. They're pretty friendly though, since they're used to people. Nail and Sharit really love their trip to Machu Picchu. Where else would they like to visit? USA, because it's pretty. Barcelona, Spain, because it's safe and clean. Nail and Sharit are thankful that God gave them comfort through this big adventure. In the Bible, 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 4 says, He comforts us in all our troubles so that we can comfort others. God gives us comfort.
right, what did we learn from Neil and Sharit, Sharit today? What did we learn from them? What does God give us? God gives us comfort. So you know what to do. You can open up your book to the page for today, and you can fill in the blank the word comfort. God gives us comfort. I don't know. I don't hear very many books. You guys already have your books out? Are you filling in the blank? I know you're tired. Let's take all the notes today, though. We don't want to not write something down and then get home and wish we had, right? <laughs> okay, you can fill in the word God or comfort. God gives us comfort. How many of you guys like to be comfortable? Do you like to be comfortable? I like to be comfortable. Did you see those shoes I wore yesterday? I have blisters all over my feet. Those are not comfortable. I'm not wearing those today. Um, how many have been over to the new cabins? Have you guys, how many are staying in the new cabins? I went over there. Yay. I hope everyone else isn't jealous, but I went over there and I went and looked at the new cabins. And you, you know, the first thing I thought when I walked in was like, wow, these are comfortable. These look really comfortable. There's carpet. When I stayed at camp, there wasn't carpet on the floor. <laughs> They're beautiful, right? They're super, super comfortable. There's nice carpet. There's beautiful beds. There's a nice bathroom. And it's just comfortable. And it's wonderful, right? Praise the Lord that we can enjoy those comforts. We need to thank the Lord for that, that God has provided that for us. Um, but we're going to get started here with a little quiz. You guys want to take a quiz? Aren't you missing school already? Yeah, I knew that. I'm just kidding. Okay, so we're, it's only two questions, and it's really easy. Look, there's A and B. All you have to tell me is A or B. Which one of these? Um, well, first of all, the first one you can see, it's a little bench. Okay, and that's from Peru. That's what a lot of the people sit on. And then you can see B. What is that? It's a couch. It looks pretty comfortable, right? It's a nice couch. That would be like what most of us have in our houses, I would think the majority of us would have a couch, right? Which one looks more comfortable, A or B? B. Wow, you guys studied hard last year. You are smart. <laughs> I like to tease you. I really do think you are smart. Okay, all right, here is the second question. Um, the, first, the first picture you see there, that's a picture of something that they ride on in Peru to get from place to place. Maybe you've seen one before. I don't know. We don't really have those in the States. It's called a mototaxi. It's a, mo it's a motorcycle taxi, so you can just get on one of those, and they can take you wherever you want to go. Or um, there's a nice car. You could own your family car. Um, which, which one of those do you think would be more comfortable? Okay, well, you have to imagine that in the jungle there's a lot of bumps, okay? Can you imagine going on that motorcycle and those bumps? Do you think that would be super comfortable? Yeah. No. <laughs> You guys are funny. Okay, the, the obvious answer here would be B. Did you know that some kids, some people are like, uh, I don't want to go to another country. I don't want to serve in missions because I want to be comfortable. Here in the States, we enjoy a lot of comfort, right? We don't want to leave our nice house. Maybe we don't want to, I mean, I know this because I'm human too, right? We don't want to leave our nice house. We don't want to leave our nice couch. Um, we don't want to, we don't want to leave our um, nice clean water that we don't have to boil. We don't want to leave our hot shower, maybe. And so maybe this can be a fear in the back of your mind that's like, oh, I've already seen those videos that she showed me, and I don't want to go to Peru because <laughs> that doesn't look very comfortable, right? We all um, want to be comfortable. But today we are going to learn that we can be comfortable or that God can give us com comfort no matter where we are. 
okay? And when I left to go to the jungle, to Peru, I'm going to tell you, I was a little scared, okay? I was already living in Peru, and my neighbor, he walked up to me, and he's like, you're going there? That's not safe. Do you know that? That's not safe. Okay, I'm going to tell you that it's really not that unsafe, so don't be worrying or whatever. It was just his worry, okay? He's like, that's not safe. But it kind of scared me. I was like, uh, should I be going there? Should I be talking to my family about this? I don't know if I should be doing this if my neighbor's telling me that this is unsafe. And I went to school, and the teacher, I, I, I taught kindergarten, and the lady that I taught with, um, she said, my husband wouldn't let me go there. And I thought, Ooh, should I be doing this? Should I really be doing this? And I had, I had been there before, and I had seen the road, and the road, um, it's just like this little, I mean, if you looked on the map, it's like a little squiggly line, all the way along the top of the Andes Mountains, and there's all these curves, and it's really narrow. Does that sound kind of, sound kind of scary? A little bit, right? And so I had this in my mind as I was getting ready to move to the jungle, and I thought, um, I don't know if I should be doing this. I don't know if I should be doing this. And I went and I talked to another missionary lady, and you know what she said to me? She said, God called you, right? So he's going to take care of you. And that brought me comfort. I remembered, oh, God called me here. He's going to take care of me, right? And that brought me a lot of comfort. Well, today we're going to talk about a lady in the Bible that needed to be comforted. You can all open up your Bibles, please, to John in the New Testament. John chapter 19. Can anybody already guess who she is, who we're going to talk about today? She needed to be comforted. Her name was Mary Magdalene. Okay, Mary Magdalene. Have you all found John chapter 19? Well, while you're looking for John chapter 19, I'm going to explain a little bit. Who was Mary Magdalene? Well, Mary Magdalene was a lady. It says that she had seven demons. Well, that's kind of scary, right? I mean, I can't even imagine having one demon inside of me. That's just a scary topic. And so having seven demons, um, that sounds really scary. Honestly, I don't even like to say the word demon. I, don't even, I mean, I kind of feel weird even saying demon up here because it's, it's a scary thing, right? But she had seven demons controlling her. She had seven demons inside of her, but Jesus helped her, okay? Jesus cast out those demons, and she became a follower of Jesus Christ. She supported him, and she became a friend to Jesus. And we're going to read about Mary Magdalene today. Um, she needed to be comforted because something um, really bad was happening. In John chapter 19, where do we find her? We find her at the crucifixion of Jesus, when Jesus died, when her friend died, right? Let's start reading about it, though. Um, it says, in John 19, verse 16 through 18, and I'm going to pull a picture up here um, so we can get a better idea of what we're talking about. Um, that's Jesus being led away to be crucified, to die for our sins, right? Um, John 19, verse 16 says, Then delivered he him, it's talking about Jesus, therefore unto them to be crucified. And they took Jesus and led him away. And he bearing his cross, do you see the cross in the picture? And he bearing his cross went forth into a place called the place of a skull which is called in the Hebrew Golgotha, where they crucified him and two other with him, on either side one and Jesus in the midst. Okay, there's Jesus being crucified. There's Jesus dying for us, and it says that there he was in the middle. Who was there when Jesus was crucified? Do you guys know who was present? Who was there? 
Mary Magdalene. Mary Magdalene had to watch Jesus suffer and die. Do you think that would be really sad? Really sad, okay, because he was her friend. So she was, she was there. Let's read in verse 25. It says, Now there stood by the cross of Jesus his mother and his mother's sister, Mary the wife of Cleophas, and Mary Magdalene. Okay, so we know that Mary was there. Mary had to watch her friend die and it would be very sad okay we also know from other gospels it doesn't say in john but we also know that she was present um, at his burial as well because they, he died and they took his body and they put it in a tomb okay there's a picture of when they were burying him but we're, we're going to read about that in verse 40 okay this is just the beginning the introduction so we can get a better idea of why she's so sad let's look at verse 40 it says then took they the body of jesus and wound it in linen cloths with the spices, as the manner of the Jews is to bury. Now in the place where he was crucified, there was a garden, and in the garden a new sepulcher, wherein was never man yet laid. There laid they Jesus, therefore, because of the Jews' preparation day for the sepulcher was nigh at hand. Okay, so Mary was there. She had to watch Jesus die, and then she had to watch him be buried. That would be kind of a sad thing, too. And so we just see that Mary um, was very, very sad. Well, yesterday we learned that we're going to have trials, right? We're going to have trials, and in those trials, we can learn patience. Well, today we're going to learn that we're going to have trials like Mary Magdalene. Bad things are going to happen, right? But in those trials, God can give us what? God can give us comfort okay well we're gonna fill in our first blank there's a picture of mary magdalene she's crying right she's sad okay and then there's number one we will all have problems okay that's really easy to understand in this life we're all gonna have problems did you know jesus told us that we're gonna have problems just a just a couple chapters before that in john chapter 16 Jesus was saying, you guys are going to have trials. You're going to have problems. You're going to have tribulations. Okay, let's read that. Did everybody get that word in the blank? Did you all get it? We will have problems. We'll have trials. John 16, 33b, it says, These things I have spoken unto you, that in me you might have peace. In the world you shall have what? What does it say? Uh-oh, let's start again. Let's read it again. These things I have spoken unto you, that in me ye might have peace. In the world ye shall have tribulation. tribulation. So Jesus was saying, you're going to have problems. You're going to have trials. You're, you're going to have tribulation. But be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. Okay, so that's the first point. We're going to have problems. We all know we're going to have trials. We're going to have problems. And Mary had a big problem, right? Jesus had died. That's a huge problem. Her master had died. And with him, her hopes had probably died too, right? But her problems get bigger, okay? I like this um, saying or whatever because it's been raining a lot. Have you guys all heard when it rains, it pours? So like one bad thing happens and then you just see more and more and more bad things happening. So she's already said, Jesus was Jesus died, and she was super sad, and then her problems get worse, okay? Let's look at the Bible again, um, but we're going to look in the next chapter. John 20. Can you all find John 20? John 20. And then we're going to read just verse 1, okay? John 20, verse 1. And we're going to see um, what happens here, what gets worse. 
It says, The first day of the week cometh Mary Magdalene early when it was yet dark. Okay, you can look up at the screen. There's the picture of Mary Magdalene. She's going to the tomb. Um, did it say late or early? Okay, you guys are listening really good. It said she went early. She was going to the tomb when it was yet dark. Um, and seeth the stone away from the sepulcher. Okay, there's another picture. Then she runs. It says, then she runneth. And cometh to Simon Peter and to the other disciple whom Jesus loved and said unto them, They've taken away the Lord out of the sepulcher, and we know not where they have laid him. Uh-oh, did her problems get worse? Not only had Jesus died, did she see him be buried, but then he was gone. He was missing. Mary had gone super early in the morning. She looks, and she's like, Jesus is gone. Somebody took Jesus. That's a problem, right? She was very sad. Okay, Peter and John, it says, we're going to skip a couple verses. It says that Peter and John, they run and look, and then they leave. Okay, and then we find Mary. What is Mary doing? In verse 11, what does it say she's doing? She wept. She's crying really, really, really hard. She's really sad. Jesus had died. Her friend had died. And now they can't even find his body. He's gone. Verse 11 says, But Mary stood without at the sepulcher, weeping. And as she wept, she stooped down and looked into the sepulcher. Okay, has anybody ever felt like that before? Really sad? Okay, we're all girls, right? So I know all of us in here, we've cried at least one time. Has anybody um, been really sad, though? I mean, really sad and like, you feel like you can't stop crying almost? You're just that sad about something? Okay, well then this lesson is for you. That is great, okay? Because we're going to learn what we're supposed to do. What are we supposed to do when we're just, when we're just so sad? Okay, well we know we're supposed, to, um, we're supposed to read God's word. But what if you're just so sad and you've got tears coming down and you just don't feel like reading God's word? What can you do? Can you pray? Can you call out to God and say, God, I'm sad. Comfort me. Help me. We can, right? Okay, so that's the second point. First of all, we're going to have problems. We're going to be sad, like Mary Magdalene. What are we supposed to do? Number two says we can turn to Jesus. We can turn to Jesus. He's the only one that's going to be able to help us, that's going to be able to give us lasting comfort. Where do some people turn? Do some people turn to other things? I was thinking about this, and I would say that maybe even some of the older ones that are here today, um, kids in junior high, kids in high school, they already start turning to other things. Bad things happen, and instead of turning to God, turning to Jesus in prayer and looking to God to help them, what do they turn to? Some people turn to food, right? They're just like, oh, this food makes me feel better, and they just eat a lot of food. Um, some people try worse things. They start smoking, or sometimes people drink. Or they do drugs. This is true. This isn't something new. You guys know this, right? Um, people turn to things like that. Or they might even turn to a bad relationship. Ha have a boyfriend that doesn't even know God. Have a boyfriend that doesn't, um, that's not even saved. Um, should we turn to these things? Are those things going to bring us lasting comfort? Are those things really going to help us? Or are they going to make us feel worse? going to make us feel worse. Okay, who should we turn to when we have problems? When we're sad, like Mary, when we're crying, we should turn to Jesus. All right. Well, I don't know if you guys remember, 
Um, there was a verse on the video, on the DVD that we watched when we started today. Do you guys all remember that verse? Well, we're going to review it again, just in case, but we're going to read the verse that's right before it, verse 3, and then we're also going to read um, the first part of the verse that we heard on the video. Okay, that's confusing. Let's read it. 2 Corinthians 1, 3 through 4a says, Blessed be the God, even the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and the God of all comfort, who comforteth us in all our tribulation. Does that say, oh, God can, God can just comfort you with the small things, but if something really bad happens, he's not going to be able to comfort you, so don't even try. No, it says everything. Anything that could possibly happen in your life, any trial, any tribulation, you can turn to God and God can help you. God can comfort you in anything. Okay, so let's not forget to turn to Jesus. Let's keep reading the story. Um, it says in John 20, um, well, in verse 11, it said that she stooped down to look into the tomb. Verse 12, it says, y'all have your Bibles open? Awesome. Verse 12, and seeth two angels in white. I keep forgetting my slides. There it is. There's the two angels, okay? And seeth two angels in white sitting, the one at the head and the other at the feet, where the body of Jesus had laid. The body's not there anymore. It's gone, right? And they say unto her, woman, <laughs> that sounds kind of funny, right? Why are you crying? Why are you crying? Why weepest thou? She said unto them, because they've taken away my Lord, and I know not where they have laid him. She was really sad, right? She's like, they took Jesus, and I, do, I don't know where he is. She's almost probably hysterical, a little, I, I, I don't know where he is. Verse 14, and when she had thus said, she turned herself back and saw Jesus standing and knew not that it was Jesus. Who's there? Jesus is there, okay. Jesus saith unto her, woman, why weepest thou? Why are you crying? Whom seekest thou? She, supposing him to be the gardener, saith unto him, Sir, there's a picture of him. Sir, if thou have borne him hence, tell me where thou hast laid him, and I will take him away. Jesus saith unto her, Mary. She turned herself and, and saith unto him, Rabboni, which is to say, Master. Isn't that so cool? I think that's so cool. I've heard she's like, Who are you? What? What did you do with Jesus? And then she recognizes him. She recognizes him. He says, Mary. And she's like, you're Jesus. You're alive. I saw you die, but you're alive. You rose from the dead. And do you think she was comforted? She was comforted. Do you think that we can be comforted by that news as well? We can. Jesus died for us. He rose again from the dead. We can be comforted by that fact. If you've received Jesus Christ as your Savior, you, no matter what happens, you can be comforted by the fact that you know that after this life, heaven is waiting for you. Well, you know what? Um, sometimes when we're sad, we just start thinking a lot about ourselves, right? Because I know this is true. I've been sad, and what do I do when I'm sad? Sometimes I'm just thinking about me, 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 and my problems, and that I'm so sad. But sometimes we need to remember that there's other people around us, too, that are having problems, right? And sometimes their problems are way worse than our problems. We're going to look at this verse again because um, there's something important that we haven't seen yet um, in 2 Corinthians 1.4, the verse that was in the video. Um, and it's going to teach us an important lesson, but I'm going to let you write it down first, okay? It says, we can comfort others. We can comfort others. 
We can comfort others. Let's read 2 Corinthians 1.4. It says, Who comforteth us, it's talking about God, right? Who comforteth us in all our tribulation. We read that part. Now we're going to read the rest. That we may be able to comfort them which are in any trouble by the comfort wherewith we ourselves are comforted of God. If you've been comforted by salvation, if you've heard that Jesus died for you and that he rose again, do you think you can be telling others about that? Do you think there's other people out there that are even more sad than you, that don't have that hope? Are there lots of people that need to be comforted? There are. There's lots of people that need to hear the good news of salvation, that need to hear that Jesus died for them, right? That Jesus loves them and that he's provided a home for them in heaven. We need to be comforted, right? We need to turn to Jesus, but then we need to remember that God comforts us so that we can comfort the world around us, too, so that we can comfort others. Well, let's look at verse 18, okay? It says, um, Mary Magdalene came and told the disciples. There's a picture of her right there. What did Mary do? Mary was comforted. Mary Magdalene came and told the disciples that she had seen the Lord and that he had spoken these things unto her. She knew Jesus was alive, but she didn't keep it to herself. And we shouldn't either, right? We shouldn't let it just comfort us. We shouldn't just receive salvation and be comforted by that fact or be comforted in other things and just keep it to ourselves. We should be like Mary Magdalene and tell everybody that God has brought us that comfort, right? Well, there was a lady who went through a lot of trials, okay? I'm sure, how many of you guys have heard of Elizabeth Elliot? All of you, because I'm pretty sure the other speaker mentioned her. <laughs> uh, but you might not have heard a lot about her before. Um, Elizabeth Elliot, she went through a lot of trials. She did really, really hard stuff, okay? Um, here is a picture of the country where she went to serve. Now, the other days, I've started off by saying um, this missionary went to this country and they served there a really long time. Um, Elizabeth Elliot, she really didn't serve in Ecuador for, like, a long time, but... We have, there's a great lesson that we can learn from the life of Elizabeth Elliot today. Elizabeth Elliot, she was born in Belgium. Did you know that? Has anybody ever heard that before? She was born in Belgium. Do you believe me? I think some of you are like, I'm going to get my phone. I don't even believe that. <laughs> she was born in Belgium. I was studying. I was like, that's really cool. But we don't really know that because her parents were missionaries, and so they moved to the United States right away. When she was just a couple months old, um, they moved to Pennsylvania, and so she grew up in the United States. Does anybody know where she went to college? Probably. She went to study at Wheaton in Illinois. And it was there when she decided, there's people in our world that don't have the Bible in their language. And so it says that she, she changed her major to Greek. She wanted to be able to study the Bible so that she could translate it into, um, into other languages. Okay, who did she meet at Wheaton? I know you guys like love stories, so listen up, okay? Who did she meet at Wheaton? A guy named Jim. Okay. And so you know what? I've been, I've been reading stories about this, and it says that Jim fell in love with Elizabeth, and Elizabeth fell in love with Jim. So did they just get married right away because they were in love? No. What did they do? You know what? Jim thought, God's calling me to be a single missionary, so how can I get married? And Elizabeth thought, God's calling me to be a single missionary, so how can I get married? And so they thought that what God wanted them to do was more important than what they wanted. So they didn't get married. Isn't that almost crazy? Well, God led them both to the country of 
Ecuador. So they both went to Ecuador as single missionaries, and they didn't even serve together. They served in different parts of Ecuador for five years. But eventually God led them to be married, and they also they had a little girl named Valerie. Jim had a desire to reach the people that had never heard about God before. Okay, He wanted to go into an area where um, there was a tribe and the people had never heard about Jesus. And do you know what? That's exactly what he did. He heard about a tribe of people, a group of people that lived deep in the jungle. And they were the Alcas. Okay? These people had never heard about Jesus Christ, and they were violent, okay? Nobody had ever been able to um, enter their tribe and leave alive. Does that sound like a place that would be super comfortable to serve, a place where you would want to go? Not at all. It would be very, very, very scary, okay? But Jim wanted to obey God. He wanted to obey God, and so he decided with four other guys, we're going to share the gospel with this tribe. But what happened to them? Who can tell me what happened? Do you know? They died. They lost their life. They got speared to death. And how do you think his wife felt after that? How do you think Elizabeth felt after that? Do you think she was sad? Do you think she was like Mary Magdalene? That she was probably crying and crying and crying and couldn't stop crying for a while? But do you know what? We know that Elizabeth Elliot, she was comforted, okay? And she didn't just keep focusing on herself, but eventually she started looking out at the people around her, and God burdened her heart for the Alcas too. They needed to be comforted. Did you know that they were killing people in other tribes, and those tribes were coming, and they were killing their own people? They probably were very sad as well, right? And those people had never heard about Jesus Christ. And so Elizabeth Elliot, she was comforted and she thought, I need to go there and I need to, I need to bring comfort to those people too. I need to tell them about Jesus Christ. And so that's what she did. She went and she served with the people that killed her husband. Can you imagine? She's very obedient to God, right? She went and she served with those people that had killed her husband and she shared with them the good news of Jesus Christ. Well, there's a quote here that I all want you to look at up on the screen. There's her little daughter when they were living with the tribe. It says, God does not comfort us to make us comfortable, right? God doesn't just comfort us to make us comfortable, but God comforts us. Okay, I'm going to read it good. But God does not comfort us to make us comfortable, but to make us comforters. What does that mean? God comforts us so that we can comfort the world around us. Let's not forget that there's a lot of people in the United States. There's a lot of people in Peru. There's a lot of people all over the world that are sad, right? They have lots of bad things happen. They, they don't know where to turn. They turn to bad things, but they, what they really need is Jesus. Jesus can comfort them. So let's not forget, if you're saved, you have that message. You can go to the world around you, and you can bring comfort to the world around you. Well, I'm going to do a little bit of a review um, for us today. I have something to show you, too. Okay, this is what? Yeah. Or you can call it like a sand timer. Can everybody see that sand in there? I got a, the biggest one I could possibly find because I wanted you all to be able to see it. Do you see the sand? Is it falling in there? Can everybody see it? Do you see it? Okay, well, this sand up here, this represents our life. Okay, we've been learning this week that we need to redeem the time. We don't know how much time we have. Some people are going to have a lot of sand, right? They're going to have lives that are really long. They're going to have a lot of time. But other people... They're not going to have as much time. They're going to have a little bit of time. But the Bible says that if we have a lot of time, if we have a little time, 
We need to be redeeming our time because we're going to see here what's going to happen. Keep watching, keep watching. Ooh, it's almost gone, it's almost gone. Someday, we're not going to have any more time, okay? So the time that we have right now, we need to be using it wisely. Some of you might have been listening. Well, I'm sure all of you are listening, but some of you um, might have decided when I was talking about love, you might have been thinking, I'm not loving. Sometimes I really hurt people. Don't waste your time hurting people, okay? We don't know how much time we have. Maybe you're like, uh, sometimes I really worry. She's talking about worry, and that's me. I'm a worrier. Don't waste your time worrying, okay? We don't need to, we don't need to waste our time worrying. We don't know how much time that God's going to give us here on this earth. We need to look to God and experience his peace. Maybe we're thinking, um, I'm not really patient. She was talking about patient. And, and, patience, and I'm not very patient. Well, remember, you don't know how much time you're going to have. Don't waste your time being impatient with other people. Well, maybe you're listening today and you're like, that's me. I'm sad. Nobody knows it because I hide it, but I'm sad. I'm really sad about something. What do you need to do? You need to turn to Jesus, okay, because he can comfort you. And then also we need to remember that we need to be comforting the world around us. We don't know how much time we have here in this life to be comforting the world around us. Well, maybe you were listening and to the missionary stories, and you're like, th that's what happened to me, okay? When I was your age, I was listening to a missionary story, and I was like, oh, I am so sure God was working in my heart. I was like, I know God wants me to be a missionary, okay? I felt called when I was your age to be a missionary. So maybe some of you, I would say maybe just a couple, I don't even know. You could be listening this week, and you could be thinking, that's what God wants me to do. I, well, maybe even... God doesn't want you to be a missionary in another country, but maybe you're listening and you're like, I need to share the gospel with my friends. Some of them are really sad. They need to hear the gospel, okay? Don't waste your time. Go home and tell them right away, okay? Don't wait. And then maybe, like I was saying before, maybe God is leading you to be a missionary. Don't waste your time thinking about it, okay? Say yes to the Lord and start preparing now to serve him in missions. We don't know how much time we have, okay? Don't wait. We need to be redeeming our time, and we need to be using our time wisely. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, I just thank you so much for this awesome opportunity to be able to come to this camp. Lord, we thank you so much that you died on the cross for 